This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we think that it's fairly common that we like to sing our praises in the office when we have a great success on a project. And, you know, it tends to show us in a good light. But that uh, bragging can also backfire if the perception about doing it is also a negative, maybe being somewhat selfish, because usually others help you reach that level of success. So how you praise yourself moving forward but not have a negative view New research out there says that praising others in the process is a benefit to all included. Marie Schweitzer is a professor of operations, information, and decisions here at the Wharton School, part of this research, and he joins us right now. Maurice, great to talk to you again. Oh, thanks so much for having me back. Thank you. So this is an interesting component of the workplace. What was it that drew your attention to it in the first place? Well, you know, we find that creating a good impression is such a fundamental challenge, whether in the workplace, in our social or romantic lives, people constantly try to create a good impression. And creating that good impression is a constant challenge. That is, we're, we're, we, we struggle to do it, even though we have a lot of experience trying to do it in almost every facet of our lives. So the component of being braggadocious or boastful, uh, the, 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 the value of making sure that you include the others that worked on the project, how valuable is that in that process? Well, extremely. And, and let me sort of carve out this moment to say that this is work that was done in collaboration with Anoff Hart at George Mason and Eric Van Epps at Vanderbilt, who led this project and did so much of the great research that I'm excited to talk to you about today, that it sort of starts from this fundamental challenge where we're trying to create a good impression, both in terms of our competence, our ability, and in terms of our warmth, our benevolence, kindness, and likability. And just as you said, that is, we're so often eager, say, at a networking event to brag about our accomplishments, the sales that we made or the project that we accomplished or the great feedback that we received from a client, we're so eager to do that, but then we run the risk of projecting competence but harming our warmth and likability. Mm-hmm. And, and other research has found that there are a lot of strategies like talking about our, our setbacks, revealing the challenges that we faced, um, that we can boost perceptions of our warmth and kindness and benevolence, but it might come at the cost of our ability to project competence. And so it's as if we have these sort of dual interests, and people have actually even talked about this as a hydraulic challenge. That is something that boosts our competence, harms perceptions of our warmth, and things that boost perceptions of our warmth harm our competence. And I think that, you know, this is sort of this nagging challenge of here's something we try to do all the time and we constantly struggle to get it right, you know, brought us to think about, hey, how can we do this better? Yeah. So that element of dual promotion, I mean, it really does 
show well for the competence of the team, not just of the individual who is seen as the the kind of the leader of the project. Yeah, so what we found is that when people engage in what we term dual promotion, so I say that, you know, I'm really excited about the work that I did on this project, but Anov and Eric did great work running the studies, analyzing the data, coming up with concepts, that when I talk about things that I've done and things other people have done, it makes me appear both more competent and warmer and more more likable. And we studied this across a lot of different domains. So not just in the workplace, we can think about athletes after a difficult competition the best athletes will talk about how great their opponent was and they'll thank their team and their coaches. They'll thank and acknowledge other people and talk about their accomplishments in ways that make them appear much more likable. Um, mm-hmm. In one of our studies we looked at in, in Congress, many Congress people send out end of year reports about what they've accomplished. And in many of these, They'll engage in self-promotion, but many others will engage in what we've termed as dual promotion, acknowledging and recognizing the accomplishments of other people and the input other people had in helping them accomplish whatever legislative work that they did. And we found is that people view that dual promotion so much better. Right. And, And so that also has a positive impact on kind of the workplace culture as well. Uh, and that's been a topic of discussion a lot in, in the last couple of years. Yeah, so if you think about, I mean, particularly with the move to remote work, we're trying to build a culture of collaboration in the workplace. We constantly struggle to do that. As managers in every organization, we want people to mentor other people, to share ideas, advice, to give people feedback, even when they might not get a lot of credit for it. We're trying to build collaboration, and here this dual promotion makes us part of a team in a way that the self-promotion alone does not, where we can try to get people to sort of work across different groups, across, uh, you know, sort of across different divisions, where the dual promotion puts us on this path to, to greater collaboration when so many of the ties that we've had in the workplace have become weaker as so many people work remotely or work only a couple days in the office. Does it matter then when the, the, the bragging or the boastfulness is occurring by that person, whether or not they put themselves first or their team members first? Yeah, good question. What we find is that Uh, The order doesn't really matter. What matters is that people are doing both, that that no matter – we study this – imagine you're in a competition or you're collaborating with people. In both cases, this dual promotion works. Uh, We looked at a different different context. We looked at whatever your counterpart is doing. So suppose a competitor is engaged in self-promotion or other promotion or dual promotion – no matter what your competitor does, you're better off engaging this dual promotion. And so in cooperative contexts, competitive contexts, people derive these great benefits from dual promotion. 
What is it, Maurice, for you personally in doing this research you think you, you have taken from it in terms of understanding the dynamics of, uh, of this bragging, this dual promotion? You know, it's an interesting question, Dan. If you take a step back, I think one of our constant and persistent challenges is the, the challenge of taking other people's perspectives. We're so focused on our own perspective, our own accomplishments. We're trying to project how great we are to everybody else that we often lose sight of the other people that really helped us get there, that how, how important it is to recognize those other people. And you know, we also struggle to take the perspective of the listener who, yes, they want to hear about our own accomplishments, but they also want to see us be kind, collaborative, and acknowledge other people. And it's surprisingly counterintuitive. That is, we're really focused on ourselves. And in this case, if we can just get outside of ourselves a little bit, so as I talk about my great co-authors, it really helps to present a much better picture of me, even though that's not the intuitive, automatic thing that we naturally do. Yeah. Maurice, it is an interesting component to look at because, uh, as you mentioned, with the uh, rem element of remote work that is uh, in our culture right now, the dynamic of team has changed a little bit here uh, in the last couple of years. Companies know the importance of it, but uh, I, it makes me wonder whether or not the, the element of team will continue to be as important as it is because you have this this growing build around uh, around dual promotion. Well, we have this challenge. So, so as you'll work remotely or in the office less often than they did before, we're less likely to have these water cooler conversations. I'm less likely just to knock on your office or run into you in the hallway and run an idea by you or ask for you for, for advice or talk about something unrelated to work that might help us build a relationship. At the same time, cooperation remains incredibly important. We have to share knowledge. We've got to work together. Projects are more complicated. If you think about just, say, programming tasks, now any code is incredibly complicated, and most code is worked on by hundreds or even thousands of people where we need to collaborate in such an incredible way that, that I, I think the, the ideas about promoting cooperation are even more important and an even more pressing challenge for managers in the workplace. I don't think, yeah. I don't, I don't think we need to collaborate less. I think we need to collaborate more. Yeah. Technology in some cases helps us do that, but I think as we work less in the in the office place, we have to face ways we have to, we have to seek opportunities to build collaboration. Maurice, always great to have you with us. Thanks very much for your time and your insight. Dan, thank you. Maurice Schweitzer, Professor of Operations, Information and Decisions here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.